Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in weekly to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome to the Family Biz Show, everybody. My name is Michael Columbus from Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And today I'm super excited to bring Heather Smith to the show. And we're going to be talking about the hybrid heart when human emotions meet tech. And so I'm really excited. Storyfile is the name of her business. Um, we're in for a treat today. Welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me, Michael. I'm excited. Great. We're uh, super excited that you're here. We do, we have a, a tradition um, when uh, we have a new guest come on. Um, we have found that very rarely does somebody start in what they're doing today. And so would you mind, you know, maybe giving us the abbreviated Heather Smith story? You know, where did you, where did your career start? And then how did Storyfile come out of this? Uh, okay. The Really short version. Um, I started as a uh, kind of a temporary uh, or traveling exhibition designer. Okay. So I would build exhibits in order to travel from location to location. So for trade shows, you would do the exhibits for people and stuff? Not so much. No, more for museums and uh, oh. cultural, cultural okay. events and things like that. So um, for some reason, I actually got into doing a lot of Holocaust exhibitions that, that were related around Holocaust and genocide, which may sound odd, um, but um, it was fascinating, completely enthralling. And um, mystery, I mean, just, you can't, the more you learn and the more you talk to these people, the first of all, the richer your life gets, you you really realize the value of, of life itself and what it takes to be truly resilient. So these people had such amazing stories to tell us. And what I was finding is I could only, you know, like when you do a, a documentary, you do an interview, you know, you talk to these individuals for hours on end, but you can only put in five minutes of the conversation. So what I what I wanted to do for future generations because I realized my grandchildren would never have the opportunity to talk to these people or learn from them or have the conversations that I was having. And it, you know, they've written autobiographies, they've done all of the, the narrative interviews, the oral history interviews for the Show Up Foundation, they've done movies, you know, it's, it, they've go into classrooms and they've talked to children for years and years and years, but there wasn't a way to replicate an actual conversation with them and so I got to thinking in about this started about 2009 I got to thinking I am I need to find a way to replicate that experience of them going into a, a, a library for example giving a story 
and telling their story and then answering the children's questions because that was the moment that you see the magic in the audience. And I, I bet you anything, if, you, if any of you uh, listeners can close your eyes and think of a lecture that you've been to in your lifetime and picture the minute that the audience was open to asking questions, the energy changes and all of a sudden everyone's engaged, everyone's interested and all the hands go up, you know? So it, it's not enough to just tell your story the way you wanna tell it. People have questions, they have things on their own minds. They're, they're curious about things that you might not have even talked about. So we needed to find some way to, to, to replicate that. I went to the Shoah Foundation, I formed a partnership with them and another uh, technology company uh, also, which happened to be at USC. I, I didn't know that when I started with them. Um, and we ended up creating essentially the, the world's first way to replicate that conversation and that Q&A. Then I started taking those, those, those recordings of these individuals around the world and people were using them and talking to them and having these conversations and it was impacting them. But the one question kept coming up all the time. It was, can I do this myself? Can I do this with my family? Can I, can I do this with my grandparents? Can I do this with my aunt? Can I do this with the founder of our company? I can't tell you, Michael, how many times I got that question. And, you know, at some point, as sort of an entrepreneur, because I've been self-employed my whole life, you have to say, okay, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to, you know, you, you first you're knocking, then you're pounding, and then you're like breaking down the door. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you don't have to break down the door. Um, so in 2016, 17, we started thinking, what would that look like? If you, if you were to make this ubiquitous for everyone to be able to do. And it had to be very different, obviously, than the studio recordings, the, the high you know professional uh, studio recordings that we were doing with them. I mean, we go to great lengths to capture people's images and, and their stories to the point where we do volumetric shoots, which is probably the capturing the most data of an individual that has ever been captured to date. So much data to the point that you can't use it right now, which we, so we call it future proofing because eventually you will, they will find ways to use all of that data. Um, but now it's, it's, it's growing, but it's somewhat still narrow, but people still, you know, they, they, we, we did that for the historical figures for sure. Cause you don't, you never know, you know, how 50 years from now, you're going to have to be able to visualize it the way people are visualized, used to visualizing things. You know, you can't, you can't play a CD of something, you know, in the future that, <laughs> so anyway, what would it look like if we did it, if we made it ubiquitous and for that, it had to be automated. It had to be online. People had to be able to do it with whatever camera they had available to them. We don't have, you know, video cameras so much, handheld video cameras anymore. It's all on your phone, your laptop, things like that. So we completely rebuilt the what story, you know, and created StoryFile um, and completely rebuilt the, and we call it conversational video, but completely rebuilt 
being able to replicate a Q&A with a relative or a family member or a favorite teacher, you know, or a mentor um, with people that maybe you don't have the opportunity to talk to in person. Um, that just people that have done really interesting things in their lives. And, and trust me when I say that everybody has a story. There is not one person on this planet that I could not learn something from. Let me jump in, Heather. This is great. I I really appreciate this. My, I just want to share this story real quick because it'll, it'll help the audience, you know, get this. My father-in-law retired in his early forties. Okay. Had a successful restaurant and, uh, and a business before that. Um, and, you know, how do I say this? I, I just was curious as an entrepreneur myself, you know, I wanted to know, you know, what did you sell the business for and how much had you, you know, how much had you saved and, you know, you, to be able to retire at, at such an early age and live the lifestyle that you did and do all the things that you did. It just, the math wasn't adding up the que- you know, the questions were, you know, there for me to, to answer to ask and so he shared all that information with me and it was amazing you know he retired in about 1982-1983 and so now think about this from a standpoint of luck a little bit the stock market went on a tear from 1983 to to 2000 1999 basically averaged about 16 percent a year during that period of time crazy just an unheard of bull market that we had at that time and that's when he retired. Now he didn't plan it that way. He didn't know what was going to happen, um, but everything kind of worked out. And the reason why I'm sharing the story is because, you know, I was talking to my wife about her father's story. And she goes, how do you know that? I never knew that. Like <laughs> I asked the question. Yeah. And so go back to, you know, what are the questions? How did, how did we do things? And, you know, what is our history and what is your history and all that stuff? We have these questions mm-hmm. and, uh, it, you know, when, and StoryFile provides a way, if I understand it, what you've got here is a, you know, uh, uh, an automated way of asking questions and capturing the answers so that people can see and learn from the past. Yeah. It's not just, it, I will tell you though, it's not just recording it. You don't have to watch five hours of this individual's recording, you know, and then and, and listen to everything. You could, if you wanted, but it's meant to create conversations with this individual. And when we create a conversation, when we ask our own questions of individuals, we connect with them differently than passively listening to something. So, and you also have a chance to maybe go in a little bit deeper, depending on how many questions they answered um, and just find out a little bit more like, oh, tell me more about that. Or um, you didn't mention where you were at this time or how old you were, how, how old were you when this happened? Um, for example, when did you get married? Or, or tell me about your wedding when you said, and they tell you all about the, you know, the, the wedding, um, where it was, how, maybe how many guests there were, you know, who married, da, da, da. But they don't tell you, what were you thinking 
before you went down the aisle, like right before you got married, you know, or was there anything, any doubts that you had going into it? Like, did you get you know, cold feet and things like that? Or what was the funniest thing that happened at the wedding? They don't tell you all those little details. So you need to be able to have those opportunities to ask those questions and really get at it. And StoryFile offers you that because they ask all those questions. And then you can have these conversations. And I guarantee you, you will have conversations differently at different stages in your life. Because at 25, we, we ask a certain lit, litness, we'll ask certain questions. At 35, we're gonna ask different questions. At 55, we're gonna ask even different questions than we had asked earlier. And I think that's the thing about losing someone that you love so dearly is you, by the time that happens, you do have a lot of questions after that, that, that you didn't think of necessarily to ask earlier on in their life. So, you know, it, I can't emphasize enough the, you know, how many people that have you heard of that keep a, a recorded message on their phone of their parent just so they can hear their voice. You know, and it just, it's such a gift to give to your generations and your family. You really have no idea what a gift it is. And you may, you may think, oh, this is really narcissistic and oh, I don't have a story to tell and da, da, da. I guarantee you, if you've lived on this planet for any amount of time, you have a story to tell. And the ones, the people that love you, that are close to you, will want to remember that story and be able to remember your life. Yeah. So I would urge everybody to do it. <laughs> love it. And, and so for our audience, because this is the Family Biz Show, and we're talking about family businesses, um, it, I, over and over again, when... When a business owner is successful and going from generation one to generation two, it's a huge milestone. Yeah. And, and, you and know, it, it's often a very difficult milestone. Uh, I, you probably know the statistic. I, I grew up in a family business. Um, this, the statistics of the second generation taking over and being successful at running that business and keeping it alive are very low. Right. Very low. Right. And so, and, and part of that, you know, I, we, we talk about those statistics and I share it with family businesses. They all know that any business, regardless of whether it's family or not, the statistics to get past year 10 in any business, regardless of family or whatever, is tough. So, so it's not just about a family business statistic. I'd like to make, you know, let people know that because if once you get past year 10 in any business, you're successful. You have done wonderful, good, good things. In order to get it to the next generation, there are lots, there is lots of work that needs to happen mm -hmm. for those things to happen. Mm -hmm. But where what's really interesting is generation two is talking with generation one. Mm -hmm. They learn from generation one, they get to see it. But the odds are that generation one may not be around to tell generation three what was going on when they started the business and what was, and, and what was happening. And I, I have a, a, a client comes to mind right now 
And um, they had some very special, unique things that grandpa did to start the business. Grandma and grandpa did it together. And they're not with us any longer. They died in their 60s. And so they died early. And so all of those special stories, I'm, I work to try to extract from their children, but they don't remember them exactly the same way that their parents did. Absolutely. And so for this, for this purpose, you know, there's a, there's a family business in Rochester. Um, they're an amusement park, uh, Seabreeze Amusement Park. They were around during the Spanish flu. They were wow. in business when the Spanish flu flu was here. So here's a family that they don't remember those things. But, you know, could you imagine if somebody had recorded and talked to, and we didn't have the ability to do it back then, but the people that were, you know, that owned the business, what they were doing at that time, what they were thinking mm -hmm. during the Spanish flu, and then be able to record what they were doing through this pandemic and be able to compare those notes as a family. Yeah. Amazing. Be pretty powerful. And, you know, yeah. And a lot of people don't really, they, they, you know, a lot of naysayers would say, oh, well, you know, the circumstances were so different then. And we had technology, we had this and we had that. Actually, life is pretty predictable. And it's pretty, uh, there are universal things that we do as human beings all the time that work. And that, right. and that, you know, you, you may have to tweak it a little bit for a given environment, but it's, there are basic things that have always worked and will continue to work. And, you know, to learn those is, like I said before, it's a gift. Yeah. In the family business, so let's, let's dig a little deeper into the, you know, how a family business could utilize this technology for them. And I think you'll connect with some of the things that I'm saying, and some of them you'll just help me to take it down where you want to go with it. But I believe that the families that do end up making it to that generation three or four or beyond, are they do it because the family is driven by a purpose beyond profit. Mm. And, and that is one of the, you know, it, once there's a purpose beyond profit and, and we can think about this as, as I'm just a steward of this purpose right now. And we utilize the business as part of that. It makes a giant difference. You mm -hmm. know, it's my time to be the steward of it. And when the family has a set of values that they can yeah. connect to that purpose and pull all those pieces together. Now, when we start talking about capturing the story of G1, you know, sometimes when G1, generation one started the business, it was because they needed to eat. They yeah. needed to put food on the table for the family, but then it morphed into something bigger than them. And yeah, how, like, so how could a family business utilize this for, for them, themselves? Just hearing those stories about what was important to you, what were those values? You know, what was your purpose at the time? okay, 10 years later, it's successful. Now, what is your purpose? You know, why do you get up in the morning and do what you do? Did you enjoy what you did? You know, right. you, you know, and things, you know, what, what would you have done differently? Um, what is your, what do you think your legacy was? And what would you like to see happen to the business in the future? What do you think... I should pay attention to what do you what do you think is important for us to concentrate on 
you know, always where's our North star mm. basically. Yeah. You know, and if you, if you do want, if you're lucky enough to really have a family business and I mean, really have a family business completely owned on your own. Um, it's, you're right. You have to look at it as your stewardship. You're, you are the gatekeeper for a, only a, a period of time, right. you know, and, and your purpose is to leave that in better shape than you found it, hopefully. Um, but that you, you need those, those past generations to reinforce that and to really drive it home, you know, and you really have to feel it. It has to be in you. The issue with, you know, I have some some family business owners that do want to pass a, you know, and they do story files, but they do them with the intent of, I want my kids to really know my story, know what I went through, know the values, know what, what I would like them to think about, you know, and, and the purpose, like you said, and the values and have, I don't think that they're really at their age right now. I don't think that they're going to be asking me those questions mm. and it might be too late. Um, you know, God forbid I get diagnosed with, I don't know what, you know, at, I'm, I'm 55 and it's, it's, it's a reality. And, and if you don't have that, that legacy written down or videoed, um, I would encourage you to video it um, simply because nonverbal communication is a lot of how we communicate. Um, so you don't get the full picture when you write it, when you write an autobiography. So it's, and it's, and it's not even just audio capturing it. You need video to capture it. You need to look into that person's eyes, see them tell the story in order to fully connect with that individual and feel the, the values, feel how important that was to them and why. So yeah, it's, I think passing that on is critically important to the success, uh, the generational success of a particular business. Absolutely. How, I wanna talk about other ways StoryFile is used and and things that you've done with it. But before we do that, I do want you know, what's the, is it just storyfile.com is the website? Yeah, you can go to storyfile.com um, okay. and it's storyfile.com forward slash life if you wanna go directly to life or you can get on it through storyfile.com. Okay, so storyfile.com slash life. And yeah. that's, will take you to what we're talking about here. And you told me at the beginning, and do you, I mean, I know prices will change in time and whatnot, but we're talking about an insignificant amount. It, it, when you're talking about the, the power that you're bringing to, especially family businesses and talking about, you know, capturing that legacy and mm -hmm. capturing those questions and those things that could be so important. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it was under a thousand dollars to get started yeah. on this process and it's just silly, you know, I really encourage people to be looking at 
capturing their story. Whether you use StoryFile or some other way, I have been I have been telling people to capture this for years. I just think it's so important because, you know, there's there it's a, a friend of mine, a, a colleague said, when somebody dies, it's like a library burning. All of those stories, mm -hmm. all of those tales, all of that knowledge is then gone. And so, yeah. you know, you only get this yeah. chance to do it. And it's usually too late for most people. Most people don't do this. And, and I know that, but the ones that do, it's so powerful. So powerful. And you just, you, it's a, you're giving of time. That's what you're giving. You know, you, you it takes you time to do this. You're right. But what you're giving to those generations is it's a it's a gift of life it is it's that whole library yeah um yeah. I, you mentioned something before we started about grandchildren and i think it's yeah. really important that people start thinking about this not from your perspective or not maybe not even from your kids but what are the grandchildren why why do you want to talk why do you want to do this for your grandchildren because it they they will ask different questions at 20 and 35 and then different questions at 55 they they will have for you and you won't be there when they're 55 the right. chances of you being there when they're 55 are very low although i do have one client that says that we're all going to be living to 120 so oh i say um, 125 i like that person <laughs> He's a, the very fascinating work that they've, they've been doing. It's called Reboot and it, they're amazing. But anyway, um, you, you just have different questions. You go through life and you get, you hit different stages in your life and at different things, obviously. And it's inevitable. We learn through living and we learn through experience. Then we have different questions. We can relate to people differently. And those kids are going to have the same questions that we have now, but what if they could actually have them answered? What if they could talk to their grandparents when they do have those questions? Or just even from the fact of remembering them, do you have, I often do this in lectures, I have the entire audience close their eyes and I want them to picture a loved one that has passed away. And then I asked them to picture how amazing it would be to just be able to say hi, to have that, that just, you know, just a conversation with that individual and remember who they were. And, and then that person obviously meant something to you because they, they popped into your head first, right? How about what it would be like to introduce that person to your children and your grandchildren who will never have the opportunity to meet that person who influenced your life. You, we are all products. Everyone on this planet is products of who lived before us and our, our past, our descendants and, and our uh, generations before us. We're all a product. Our identity is the product of that. We should know as much about that and keep that and pass that on as we can. 
It's, it's really interesting. I want to make sure that people are capturing what's different about StoryFile because I'm not sure that we, right. that we capture it. So StoryFile, you know, the, the foundation of it is the video and all, and, and, and thousands or hundreds of questions that you're being asked that some, that somebody's being asked, but the delivery then mm. is artificial intelligence. And right. that's what we have. We, I, I, I think we skipped that a little bit. And so it's that artificial intelligence that works through your system that allows you to have a conversation with this person that doesn't exist any longer, that's not on this planet right. any longer. But it is very important that we don't edit or manipulate anything that you've said. And that's very important to us as far as, you know, with regard to StoryFile Life. Um, there are several companies out there that will build you an avatar that looks exactly like you. They'll capture your voice, they'll do a clone of your voice and they can make you say anything that they want, basically. Um, we do not feel that, I don't want my story told in some other different way that, that some computer decides to tell it. I want, to be able to tell it my, myself with my body language. For example, I just put my, my hand up and down and that, that tells you something intuitively. It tells you something about me. There's no computer alive that will be able to duplicate or replicate the body language that I have when I'm expressing or telling a story. Yeah. And so it, it does make a difference to be authentic and to record your authentic self, whatever way you want, you know, you can, you can do it in a bikini. You can do it in your dining room. You can do it in, you know, um, at your living room, uh, anywhere outside your favorite chair. It doesn't matter. You can do it from bed. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It It's passing on you and it's having those future generations look into your eyes and hear and know exactly that that I've said that I've told this story and this is coming from me and it's not messed with you know it's not edited it's there's nothing that's manipulated in it um, and I think that's that's key to what we do and uh, the other thing that's different is that you're actually having a conversation. You're not just passively watching somebody tell their story, which is was very important to us to do. Love it. So it's that it's taking technology that's available today and utilizing it. And I'm I'm on the Story File Life um, page right now, and <laughs> it's really interesting. It's it's great because you William Shatner joined you to do, you know to do his Story File. And allowed, you know, you're using it on the web page there. But the, what you say on here is, you know, in the past, and I, I think about my mom with all of the photo albums yeah. that she has. And we used to do everything through photo albums. And you would just, you would guess. Like, we, I have a picture behind me of my, grand, my, my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And my father and uncle have both debated as to whether that was really him or not. Ah. Because it was a young picture of okay. them. So I'll tell you what, what the great thing about StoryFile is. Uh, so not in this version of StoryFile Life, but soon. And if you did if you did do the $500 package, you'd be able to do this when it comes out. We want people to be able to do it, what we're, what we're calling a talking album. And just exactly what you said, 
I show this picture and I'm gonna now describe what's happening. I'm gonna describe where this, where this picture was taken, what the story behind it, why I kept this picture, why it means so much to me, who's in the picture. Um, it, you can see whatever you want about that picture. And that data, that, that what we're calling box tagging, that, that voice data goes with that picture then. So if I pull up, um, do you have any pictures of uh, your grandparents' wedding? You would, you would, the, the, that picture would show up and you, you would hear you, we would hear you talking about who's in that photo and what was happening. Um, that's gonna be an amazing feature, I think, for a lot of people because it gives you a lot of, it, it allows you to bring in your past relatives who didn't have the opportunity to do a story file life. And it allows you to talk about them and tell, tell your future generations a little bit about who you know and who was involved in your life and why they were important to you. Great. We, we do, um, for a lot of our clients, one of the first stories that we start to integrate is we do a family meeting and I ask the current generation that's doing the estate planning work, I ask them to describe to their children how the estate plan was done between their parents and them. Mm. And what did they like about that estate planning process? What didn't they like about the estate planning process? Which you know why we're all together today, mm -hmm. and you know what did what what did you learn about money from your your parents? What did you learn about money from your grandparents? And when we start asking those questions, I I just did this. Uh, it was last year we we had a family that we did the family meeting, and the mom, the current matriarch of the family. Mm -hmm started to cry yeah. and and she was like we never talked about money mm -hmm. in our family we we thought we were going to be broke forever because we just didn't know what the next day was going to hold and what was going to happen and where we're at and here's a family that you know they broke seven figures as a family they have some wealth not not exorbitant crazy wealth mm -hmm. but she couldn't spend yeah and the kids, the kids started to cry because they're like, oh, you're always thinking and feeling, you know, that you were going to be broke because of where you came from and how you yeah. did things. And yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh, and we get it. That conversation sparked um, many other conversations, which mm -hmm. was really helpful. Yeah, and yeah. The, the ones that came from that is that they are now taking a family vacation altogether because what the kid said is, mom, the money doesn't mean anything to us. We want to do things with you. Right. And so now mom is, has the ability to spend some of that money to right. do things with the family that they would have never done. Think about that, having that conversation earlier in their life and, and how it would have changed them all. It yeah. might not have, but you never know, you know, right. and, and thank God they've had that Thank God you started that conversation because you you knew the questions to ask. They might not have known those stories had they not gotten into a conversation with her and just kind of it led them to that story, you know, because they might not have asked specifically. Um, so that's what Storyfile allows you to do is yeah. to have those kinds of conversations. You could even have a really difficult conversation with a loved one. And they don't even have to know that you've had it. 
you know, and, and then once you've had that conversation with them, maybe if they still are alive, you can have a completely different conversation with them. For example, you know, mentors and, and experts in fields, they get asked the same questions over and over practically every day. Right. And they know them. They know all of them. What if I could have that conversation just with you, you know, wherever I am in the world, whatever time I want, I ask those questions. I get that base knowledge, right? Now, if I met you in person, having that base knowledge, how different would our conversation be? How much more important and deep and really getting at it and learning would that conversation be? Tremendous, wouldn't it? Agreed. So those are the types of conversations that Storyfile Life can, can enable and allow you to have. So inside of you know the family business world, the family, the thriving family enterprise world, there's just the there's there's stories about wealth, there's stories about you know the business, there's stories about family values. There's you could lots and lots of different ways that you could do this. Eventually, with you know, could somebody you know like story life walk me through? That's how many questions or how many hours of video. Yeah. Is captured in something like that. So Storyfile Life, if you did it, uh, you know, the if you did the product on your computer, your, you know, your grandchild filmed you on their phone or whatever you wanted, to, however you wanted to do it. Um, you we've got available to you right now about 1600 questions. And I know that sounds daunting. Um, but obviously, you know, unless you were a World War II veteran, <laughs> you're not going to answer that, that line of questioning. Sure. Um, so there are a lot of very specialty scripts in that, but there are, there are some things you can go into a topic and you can pick individual questions or you can just select all. Um, you can answer as many questions as you want in, uh, in a bit, uh, another iteration of this is going to have uh, follow-up questions that people can add to the interview on the spot. So if, if I wanted you to clarify something that you said in an answer, and I'm a grandchild and I'm interviewing you, I would have the opportunity to ask follow-up questions. Um, so that's coming down the pike as well. So it's, it's, um, you don't have to answer that, you know, you don't have to do it all at once. You can do it, you know, different days. Um, there are some things that you might want to pay attention to, like, do I look the same? Am I wearing the same thing? Am I capturing myself in the, the same environment? Or you could say, I don't care about that. I'll do it wherever I want to do it. Whatever, whatever answer I'll do. I, we have some people that want to do the same 250 or 300 questions every 10 years of their life, you know, and, and just have that, that kind of that timeline of, oh, I want to see how different, if I ask you the same question about your values at 25, what were they then at 65, you know, and, and different things. And, you know, how cool would it be to be able, you're 35 and you talk to your, your 16 year old, your 16 year old daughter, or 15 year old daughter talks to you at 16. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
they, it, or even, you know, we have one parent that wanted to do, um, wanted to do story files with their children before they went to college. And then she wanted to do another story file when they got out of college and they finished. Um, just so they could see the difference in their thinking and their their answers during that period of time, that short period of time, even. So there's there's a lot you can do a lot of things with it if you just your imagination leads you. Unbelievable, um, and you know, I mean, you can answer a lot in five minutes. Oh, you know? and, and 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 then there's other questions you could dig oh, yeah. deeper and put it yeah. all together. I love this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. what haven't i what haven't we talked about that we should I, you know what i want to talk about i'm sorry yeah. i want to go okay. back to the right where we started we talked about the exhibits because now that i see have the picture i can see it a little differently and i understand it a little differently mm-hmm. now that we've had these this conversation mm-hmm. but when you're talking about doing an exhibit at a museum and you mm-hmm. did it for the holocaust right. what you set up with when you started to switch over this way of doing things you set up mm-hmm live conversations with Holocaust survivors through this AI enabled video chat. Mm-hmm. And that's really what, I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. So what you, yeah, it was interesting because when I started this, so it was 2009 and we had our first prototype that we built in that we were testing in the public in t- early 2013, th- you know, 2013 and don't forget Skype had been around since about 2007 I think but it didn't really become ubiquitous until 2012 so it was hysterical because we would go in and the people would come in the room and we would tell them this is a video recording of an individual that you're about you can ask this individual any question you want you can have a you know a conversation with them and um, we just want your your feedback I mean, we would have people that would actually thank that person, like thank them for telling for you for talking to them and taking the time. And you don't know how important this is to my grandchild, you know, and, and just go into it. We had women that would literally fall in love and ask these individuals, you know, where, where are they? St- are they single? You know. We had people that would thank them um, when they were leaving. They thank you for talking to me. And it, it was interesting because they really thought that individual was there. Yeah. Just because there was no other reference. It was just, they thought they were talking to a person on Skype. Isn't- so it's, it's fascinating. It was fascinating to see, you know, and how people, once they get into it, you know, it's, it's, it might seem a little strange. It's like talking to Siri, you know, you hold the button down and you, you ask a question in it at first, but then once you get into it, you lose that sense of technology, you lose all the technology around you. And it's just about you having this conversation that seems, and if this person's done a lot of questions, like answered a lot of questions, they've got a very large database. You can continue these conversations for a very long time and ask a lot of different things about a lot of different subjects. So it is, it's, it's, it's going to be a fascinating world when everyone has a story file. Yeah. Everyone, you, you, everyone on this planet will have a story file, their own story file. 
that's pretty like cool. you could you would have one and you would put it on your linkedin and you would have a bio of you and you answer just a standard 40 questions about yourself about your bio like and you put it on your linkedin and people can actually ask you questions about your life what's your education you know why do you do what you do da, da, da. where do you work things like that and it, you, you can you automatically feel like i know you like i get like i get a sense of you rather than just reading your bio and seeing a picture of you love it and that's starting to happen a little tiny bit with linkedin you mentioned linkedin where they you know they have you can put a little video and say hi 30 seconds or whatever what you're talking about is you know be able to have a conversation with that person you'd be able to know whether you want to work yeah. with that person yep. pretty quickly that's pretty cool Yep. Yeah. Think of it for, for hiring people. You can actually go on. You don't have, they don't have to know. You can ask, you have a conversation with these individuals and then you can call in and have interviews with people that you really want to have in interviews with, you know, cause you've already done that. It's not just looking at a CV it, or a resume. It's, it's actually having, asking that person, seeing how they talk about their life and, you know, how they communicate and seeing if you have that kind of rapport with them and you want them to come in. So, love it, love yeah, it. Yeah. And the family business, so like I'm thinking about this from a family business perspective and I, a couple of people are coming to mind right now. Um, one is, you know, they're in their seventies, still in the business day to day. And they have a granddaughter that hasn't, you know, graduated from high school yet. Okay. You know, and her parents, you know, in between generation two is running the business and doing things. We have no idea whether that granddaughter will want to be in the business 10 years from now, but there's a possibility right. that within the next 10 years, they may not be with us any longer. Right. So now, right now is the time to answer all of those questions and whether it's your granddaughter that you're answering the questions for about the business or it's whoever is running the business in the future because a business can be infinite yep. we are all finite you know human beings are finite right. the business if you so choose can be infinite if you've done the work to to put together a, a leadership team but your, Somebody's influence, gonna want your influence on that other generation doesn't have to be finite right that's, that's what thing. this is you you can you can tell the stories about it you you know you can ask the, the incoming CEO or whoever's running it takes it over. They want to know about liquidity. How did you deal with liquidity, like not having enough? <laughs> right. When you or didn't have enough cash, cash, how did you deal what did with you it? Do, yeah. What did you do when you had surpluses? What would, you, what would you like the business to have done or see do with those surpluses? You know, would you expand? Would you do this? You know, what, how do you feel about all of that? Um, I mean, it, it's an it's a it's an opportunity for you to have some sort of influence on that generation. Yeah. So why I, wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you leave that for them so they know. I'm so excited. You know, it's it's funny because through the years, just so you know, I have interviewed other people that believe in this the power of story, and, and I'm a firm believer in the power of story. I, I, I get mm -hmm. that, but having a platform that was affordable and and as thought filled as what you've put together i really yeah. 
I haven't seen that. I mean, I know people can go to your recording studio and have the white glove treatment and have professional interviewers and all that. And that's an option that's available through StoryFile. Um, but what you've created through this package that's $500 right now is pretty incredible to do, you know, a lot of this stuff. We really wanted it to be ubiquitous and we wanted everybody to be able to do it. You know, you, you, things like this and telling your story and passing on that, influencing future generations, that shouldn't be something that just the 1% of the world can do. Right. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, it, what's crazy is there's, you know, somebody that is worth, you know, um, more than seven figures, but not, but not Jeff Bezos rich. Yeah. A lot of times we don't feel that we could do those things. And so even there, you know, it's like, this yeah. is like at $500, it doesn't matter whether you're worth $40,000 or whatever, this could be, a, a, you know, a, a Christmas gift this, or a, a Hanukkah right. gift or whatever, yeah. Mother's right. Day, Father's Day. I love it. Mother's um, Day, Father's Day. Absolutely. I'm thinking one other thought. So you've got access to over 1600 questions. Sometimes when we're talking about business, I hear you asking the business focused questions inside of that 1600 questions. My gut says that it's more focused about my life. But your life is a, your career is a huge part of your life. Could I, what I'm thinking is if I wanted to do a business, business life focused. and you know, that's all about so that if people wanted to do that, could I have two story files? Um, Yes. Or would Story I, or would I, or would I just maybe spend more time if I have unlimited conversations then maybe it's just, a, you still could do it in one store, one story file. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm just, I, what's the um, best way to do that? I guess. You can have different story files. If you want, you could do one for a business community for your, your, you know, that and you would just have to use a different login and possibly a different email right now um or call us up and ask us to tweak it for you <laughs> you know um go through our customer service and tell them okay. they want to do a different ones um we will have the ability to do several and put it on your timeline um but the the story file life you're right is focused on family heritage and legacy um, but your career is, is a very big part of that. So there are a lot of questions about your career and about your values and about, you know, experiences that you've had or may have had. And a lot of opportunities to tell stories that, that you want to tell. So it, you, you can do a public facing one and you can do a private one, which is, I think what you're asking also yeah. is, and you share it with whomever you want to share it with. Everything is is private on this particular site. There, in the future, there may be another vehicle, um, a story file vehicle, where you can put all of that on uh, public and make it public to anyone. That's one. That's one use. This particular story file life is a private. So you have to invite people to actually share your story file. You can make it public if you post it, like for instance, if you post it on your Facebook page, you can't, that would be making it public right now. Okay. For you, for you, but you can keep it private. Um, so yeah, you can do different story files for different audiences. You can do private, public, whatever you want. Absolutely. 
So interesting. Love and yeah. love what you're doing. So do you have a a goal or a, you know, as Jim Collins calls it, the big hairy audacious goal for story file? Everyone will have a story file of their own. I I I would say 10 years. Give me 10 years. I love it. I love it. You know, it's um well uh come on bill gates wanted to have a computer on everybody's desk yeah and that happened yeah it, it, that has definitely happened um conversational video what we've built what we've created conversational video as in general will be ubiquitous i mean it will be used in your daily life um and story file life is is a part of it it's yeah. that the personal part and you will be able to people will be able to communicate with you via your story file life your, or via your story file. You're actually part of web 3.0 with what you're doing, putting AI in there. And this is really, really cutting edge. Thank you, very, so excited to have you with us. Thank you. Um, again, everybody, storyfile.com is the website. Heather Smith was our guest today. My name is Michael Columbus, uh, Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York, and you've been listening to The Family Biz Show. Please uh, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you again in the near future. Thank, Thank you, you so everybody. much, Michael. And you're doing a fabulous job. These families are very fortunate to have you oh, thanks, supporting Heather. them. Thank you. Great, very lucky. Thanks for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting-edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that, and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy LLC is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.